with gold bags. Just finish cleaning up your room. <laughs> <laughs> Hell there, all gaggers. Don't worry, it really is us. We are Lollygagging Sports. I'm Bo Reed along with Samantha Button and Matthew Irby. Uh, obviously, uh, Samantha, we're going to get into baseball and the World Series uh, a, a little bit later in the in the podcast. Uh, but, you know, I think it's safe to say the Rangers have earned their spending money because they took out the trash. <laughs> so perfect. I can, can we just take a moment collectively here to just gloat? And talk yes. about how, like, first of all, welcome back, baseball gods. It's good to see you for the first time in, like, seven years. Glad, glad to, to see you show back up again. Um, welcome back. Um, but, you know, I just, we're going to have a good World Series, guys. Like, I, I realize for you guys it's a bit different because you have <laughs> the biggest rooting interest, obviously, that you can possibly have. But, like, for the baseball world at large, like, I, yeah, I was disappointed that the that the Phillies didn't make it. But the second the Rangers got rid of the Astros, I just looked at the field, and it was, like, Rangers, Phillies, Diamondbacks. And it was just, like, yeah, oh, my gosh. I don't even remember the last time. Actually, I do remember the last time. It was 2016, and unfortunately, my team's the one that lost that one. But that was the last time we had a truly peaceful World Series, like, where the baseball fan who does not have a specific rooting interest in it can look at it and say, you know what? This is going to be fun. Like no matter what, like my life isn't going to end. I'm not going to be depressed by this because it's the first time in that many years that all of the evil demon teams are out. Um, <laughs> most specifically one, you know, the most demoniest of demon teams, which has just been around way too often. They are gone. We don't even have to worry about it. I was just like, oh, I can enjoy playoff baseball again. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tip of the cap to, uh, to, to Irby here because I had compl- I, have, I obviously know the song Yakety Yak. It's, 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 it's actually one of my favorite scenes in Twins when Schwarzenegger's on the plane listening to that with his headphones on. Uh, but I, it didn't occur to me to use it tonight, so nice job on that, Irbs. That was your call. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit of the dad out coming out, right? Some some yakety yak, I feel like that. But yeah, that was uh, I you know it was that too. It was like yeah, you guys were saying take out the trash, and I was like, wait a minute, I've heard that. <laughs> Where if I heard? Oh yeah, I have heard that song. So yeah, yes, it's it's nice. Like like Samantha said, it's relaxed, cool. Like I that game that what is the NLCS game seven? That is the most relaxed I have ever been watching a baseball game. Oh right, yeah. I I truly did not care. I mean, I was fine either way. Like because it's the I had people texting me all all day long. Like, Who do you want? Do you want the Phillies or the Diamond? I don't care. Okay, you defeated evil. Let's just you know the the Rangers if they play the way they're playing they can beat either of them and if they don't they can lose them like that's the beauty and I had that conversation with my ten year old as well like well they're all good now at this point like he was asking like is one better than the other I was like well yeah we're gonna find out tonight but truthfully no they're both good they're both right. very good teams mm-hmm. that can absolutely win a series and that's where we're at and Arizona took care of business and you know I mean. The, the Rangers' stars shined the brightest when they needed to, and unfortunately for the Phillies, their guys did not shine last night, and that was, I mean, that really, truly is kind of the difference. 
Well, you know, I tell you, you, you talk about being relaxed. Uh, it was the first time in nine days that I actually was relaxed. And that was yesterday. Uh, and, you know, and, and, that, and that goes, you know, to Samantha, again, kind of to your point, you know, about how, you know, those that don't have a rooting interest can at least have a peaceful World Series. You know, it, when you play the, that Astros team in a postseason series and you're stuck with them for upwards of nine days, it just sucks the life out of you. It sucks the fun out of the game. It's not enjoyable. All you're doing is hoping beyond hope that you can vanquish that team so everyone else can enjoy the rest of the postseason. That's really what it comes down to. And before Astros fans jump on me about that, you kind of brought that on yourselves. So don't get mad at the rest of us for hating everything that is the Houston Astros and being very, very happy that for once we get to have a nice, peaceful enjoyable world series and i mean last night i'm out there i've got a cigar uh we're watching the game on the laptop i'm having a couple of drinks i am relaxed derby just like he said i was the most relaxed i've ever been <laughs> watching a baseball game and truly two two great teams in the nlcs we'll talk about the world series a little bit later on but i mean that's my two cents samantha like like that's that's what it means to get rid of houston right there what I agree. I mean, it's like, I just feel like I haven't enjoyed postseason baseball in, I can't remember how long, because defensive rooting isn't fun. Like, the only time I ever got any enjoyment out of it was when it was, like, my team, so you root for your team, right? But at any other point, like, it's like, well, sure, yeah, I'll root for the Rangers. Like, that's cool. I've certainly rooted for the Red Sox plenty of times, too, but, like, the thing that's hanging over your head, unless it's your team, and I, I think even if it is your team, you know, you guys live this, like, is we have to get rid of these guys because they're ruining it. And, yeah, I don't want to hear about how people are jealous because they're good or whatever, because, like, did anybody honestly have this reaction to the Yankees when they were dominating for a long time? Like, yeah, we all hate the Yankees, and, of course, you want them to lose because you're sick of watching them win, and they're annoying, and they're unlikable and all that, right? But, like, it, it wasn't – none of us were sitting there being like, this is ruining my playoff experience. Right. Right? Because, like, they're not desecrating the game. So, like, yeah, you can hate on the Yankees. You can hate on any team, you know, depending on what division your own team is in. You probably have very different opinions about who you want out the quickest, right? Like, I'm just talking about more, like, the common villains. I think the Red Sox are a popular hate on them team, too. The Phillies, interestingly, um, I certainly heard plenty of pushback on that as well, which most of which I thought was a bit ridiculous, to be honest. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, there was one team that was ruining everybody's playoff experience. Mm-hmm. And not because it's, I hate this team, they're my rival, I'm sick of them. It was, wow, these guys desecrated the game, and they've been awful, and their fans have been awful, yeah. and yeah. it's making everybody miserable. And you know what? Now they're gone. So, like, rejoice, everybody. Like, it's now it's become a, like... Either you have a specific rooting interest, or you're just so relieved. Like I felt like I slept really well after that game. Yes, you know, like oh man, like I don't have to wake up tomorrow morning and wonder, you know, is it going to be another season? Like I don't know. I've been sleeping the peaceful sleep of a person who knows they remember to put their trash out the night before when the trash right. Truck is coming. Yes, well done, well done, well done. Or anything you want to add here? Well, and, and also, you know, like, I appreciate the Rangers also taking care of it. You know, I mean, Corey Seager's second to bat of the game, Boom, like getting yeah. getting off to the start. 
like this wasn't a one run game, but back and forth and everything. Like it was nice that we you know, you got the oh here we go. The I mean the Astros had their ace on the mound. I, I for for what this season's been, Javier has been their ace, and he didn't even last six seven batters. Yeah, like that was did not see that coming at all. But do appreciate the Rangers going out and just. You know, I mean, it's the Astros wanted to, you know, kind of dance around boxing for a little bit. The Rangers came out slugging and put the, it, which is so funny. I mean, you know, Bo, you and me, I, I know we're horrible, broken fans, and and you know, we can't enjoy it till it's all over because we've seen things. But still, it was great to watch over again and realize, like, wow, man, this is this was over and it was over quick. And um, I guess the, the paying customers there also agreed. When did you get comfortable? I'm curious. What, 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 27 what, outs. I can't. I, I, I know I should. Yeah. Before. When it ended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it ended. That's not like, comfortable. Yeah. You know, see, I, I like, do. Yeah. I wasn't very comfortable, but I was, I, I, you know, I, I was, I was like, okay, about the seventh inning, I was starting to feel it, but I wasn't comfortable. I think when it went, when it went to eight, two, I think was when I started to relax a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I would not it's, say I was comfortable at that point. I was not comfortable until that ended. I mean, I suppose if they had invoked the Dale rule and gotten up by 12, then I maybe would have said, yeah, okay, I'm comfortable. But, like, I did start to relax. The six yes. really helped me to relax a little. <laughs> yeah, the, the Adolis's second home run is when it was mm-hmm. relaxation yeah. set in. But it was, I'll be, I mean, it, my wife was sitting next to me when Altuve hit that home run in the ninth. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, I looked at her and went, "This is either about to be an amazing night or the worst mm-hmm. night of my life." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, like my antenna went up so fast when that. I was like, "Okay, it's probably too many runs. It's probably not realistic that they could score that many runs in the yeah. ninth." But like, are we about yeah. to just have like the worst night ever? Like all of us? Like, oh God! I like, might have quit baseball. I would, like, I I, yeah. been, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I very well, well, and it's like, well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know that I would have, yeah, like, if it was, especially if it was my team, I'm like, I definitely would have gone into, like, yeah, I'm not going to watch the World Series this year. I don't want to know. I don't know. I'm done. Like, <laughs> so I, bad. I, I, like, I probably would have redshirted 2024. <laughs> like, no, nah, I'll see y'all in 25. <laughs> like, I can't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have been vanquished. They have been tossed. You know, good, good job though, Houston. I, I will give you credit. You know, because obviously you're the Astros. You brought the trash cans for us to dump you in. So they supplied their own trash cans. So good on you guys. We didn't. We didn't. Have to, we didn't have to find a trash can to dump them in. Um, in fact, it was just right there. It was right there. It's amazing. Uh, they've been vanquished. They are no longer relevant, which means that fan base is no longer relevant, no matter how much they try to yell that they are. So I think it's really funny that they all left the game early and then went home and got online and yelled just, about it. Right like, oh, see, this is so yes. typical of like this kind of behavior. Like, I'm a big bad bully when I can hide behind my keyboard. But when things aren't going my way, I can't even stand to sit here. And I have a lot of issues with that. Like, it's not even about the other stuff they've done. It's about, like, hey, you stick with your team. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. They have to stay, and so do you. If you're a real fan, you don't leave. That's right. You stay. So, like, it's like, oh, so you guys don't even, if they're not winning, then immediately you're just like, 
So it's like, do you really, do you guys really even like baseball? Or did you just like winning and you like being smug and yelling at other people online? That's what I think. Because you all rushed home to get on your computers so you could be like, the Rangers spent $300 million. Which is like oh, the gosh. most hilariously stupid argument that I've ever heard. Like, you spent too much money. Like, and if you lost, it would be you didn't spend enough money. Like, it's just, oh, it's so dumb. Like, it's the saddest, most desperate thing ever. And I don't want to hear from a bunch of people that couldn't even stick it out for like four millions. It's pathetic. I'm embarrassed for you. Like, oh, yeah. My, my my personal favorite is thinking that Adolis Garcia is a disgrace to the game for pimping home runs, but cheating to win a World Series, no, that's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my, right. that's my favorite. Of course. That's my favorite. The real crime is staring at your home run. <laughs> that's right. the real crime. Yeah, just crime. Right. I was yelling that all night. Every time we were scoring runs, I was yelling. And when they would show the Astro dugout, go, is it okay? Is this okay? Is this okay to celebrate? Mm-hmm. Can he, can we do it now? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, <laughs> tell us when we're allowed. To. But you, hey, another thing too. Also, and I, I think I was in the minority here, but maybe not. Correct me. I am so glad, as horrible as stupid as as Major League Baseball is handling it, I am so glad that Abreu was able to pitch, so Gar- that you couldn't load that up. Gar- you couldn't have not. that excuse. You couldn't. Oh, yeah, that's true. I know. Yeah, great job, uh, Smoltz and Davis, in the middle of justifying why he shouldn't have been suspended. Mm-hmm. And literally, they finished the sentence and he drills somebody else. But I hey, made him pay for it. But I, I just, because if he is suspended, then there's another excuse. Yeah. Even though the score would have been the same, there's just a whole other excuse of like, well, yeah, you. I mean, everyone, it's everyone against us. No, no. So you throw at somebody, it. you get suspended. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a no on this. I MLB really screwed up there. Mm-hmm. It's like they're so desperate to prove they didn't make a mistake and not punishing them in the first place that they keep trying to le- legitimize a team in ways that aren't reasonable. Like, it's like, no, you, you hit a batter in this series. You had your, your fair hearing. You lost. The suspension starts now. This is garbage. But also, store, store that away for the first. Ranger Astro series. Oh, it's gonna be a fight. Triple, some triple A kid suddenly gets called up. It's like, yep, yep. I know what his job is. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. I don't think there's any question. <laughs> that's gonna happen right out of the gate to be the first game. <laughs> I, well, and I love too that there was some of that on like, well, no, Chapman already threw at McCormick. No, that's just regular Chapman. That was right just there. regular like, Chapman. Okay, <laughs> have, have you have you met Aralis Chapman? He's a lunatic and a terrible person. If he wanted to hit you, he would have hit you in the head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. man Although, has no judgment and no morals. If oh, he wanted man. to hit you, you'd be in the No control. I actually, the thing <laughs> he also like, throws 104 and has control problems. So there's yeah. also that. Um, I, I felt so bad for McCormick, though. I really did. Like, 104 on the okay. hamstring? That, that did. <laughs> the, I, my sister, my sister texted me and said, how bad of a bruise is that? And I waited until the game was over and wrote her back. Well, I waited until it was all over, and I wrote her back. I said, I don't care. He's got six months to get over it. That's true. That's true. That's, that's going to be one heck of a raspberry on his hamstring. Oof. Ouch. <laughs> all right. Well... We are going to talk NFL, and we're going to get into this World Series matchup uh, at, after that. So let, let's kick off, Samantha, let's kick off that NFL coverage. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the Ravens, who, you know, had a decent year to this point, but they, they, they put 38 on the Lions this week, which, which was really 
I'm not gonna say shocking because you know I, I do think the Ravens have a, a, a really good they're a good offensive team, but it was eye opening that they were able to just demolish a Lions team. They came in five and one, feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah, I I guess anymore I chalk this up to the NFL is like brutally inconsistent and it probably doesn't mean much. Like I know that like, because it's part of our job, we all like struggle and try to, to assign meanings to games like this, but I'm just not sure. I think it has any, I mean, like look at the games that have been lost to ridiculous teams by far better teams where there was a far bigger talent gap than the one in this game. And it's like, we're, you know, there's a part of me that thinks some of this is going to start showing up as the product of lengthening the season. Is it that every team is going to have a game where they just like totally crap out and then kind of phone it in uh, because the season is too long? It just is, you know. And also, like, this is good. This is parody, right? I mean, it makes it hard again, you know, like it makes it hard on the betters, um, but it's a better storyline. I don't think it means the Lions are suddenly bad, and I don't think it means that the Ravens are... Like, we didn't think the Ravens were bad in the first place, right? We thought they were good. So, like, did you think they were better than Detroit? Maybe. If this had been a closer game, I don't think we're even discussing this. You know, the, the Ravens win this one by a touchdown. We're probably not even talking about this right. game. Yeah. yeah. But it's the blowout aspect of it. But we've also seen plenty of good teams get completely blown out by teams that are far worse than the Ravens and then go on to do just fine. So I guess I just don't really have any concern about Detroit. And the Ravens are just like, yeah, they're a good team. They're going to beat up on people. I just like, I feel like I can't. I'm having a hard time finding any meaning in this one other than, yeah, the NFL's weird these days. Weird things happen. You know, I am curious how, how the Lions come out of it. That's the first time they've got, they've been really just hit in the mouth this year. Now, I, I, obviously, you know, we think very highly of the Lions and, and, the, and the coaching staff there, so I'm sure they're going to bounce back just fine. But when you when you're you're the Lions and you're just coming out of this very long stretch of not competing, and you get that start and you get hit in the mouth that first time, I am curious how they respond. Yeah, no, I think that's valid. I mean, like you said, I kind of trust this coaching staff. I mean, if there's anybody who I think can, like, you know, dig you out of a hole, it's Dan Campbell. Like, this is a guy who was motivating a team that was performing far more poorly when he started. So, yeah, I think that good teams and well-coached teams can bounce back from stuff like this. But it is interesting when you kind of lay it against the narrative of this team was so bad for so long, they finally got a taste of success, and then they just went out there and, like, wet the bed. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I think they will be fine, but it is something to keep an eye on. I agree. Irby, how about you? They host the Raiders. They're going to be fine. (laughs) That's valid. That's fair. (laughs) Not much much we're going to (laughs) learn in that one. No no respect for Brian Hoyer. No respect for Brian Hoyer. Okay, yeah. He's like 55 years old. Um, <laughs> no, it's, and that's the respect is that he's still out there doing it. I don't think it's. I, I love Brian Hoyer, but he is not anybody's savior. Uh, <laughs> yes, love lovely individual. Pretty mid as a quarterback. Yes. Um, yeah, I I think the Lions are gonna be fine. I mean, it, it's it was doubled down with the Niners crapping the bed against the Vikings too. So Detroit's like, come on, like the one week, like come on, beat them, and then we're they're still two and a half up on everyone, but they'll be yeah. fine. Detroit's fine. Uh, the Ravens one's interesting. I, I 
they, you know, I mean, you were dealing with the injury issues early on and kind of coming back. I, th- this Ravens team, I, 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 it's too early to tell with them, but because of the talent, I mean, Lamar Jackson, as, as much as we've kind of hated on him in the past and stuff, he's going to keep them in a position where they can win this division and it's a winnable division. You know, I mean, I know the, the Bengals have had a stranglehold on it the last couple of years, but not this year. So, yeah, it, I, I think the Ravens, I don't know if it's a little bit of peaking too early. It's getting to the injuries, but I that's that whole division is just a, a hard-nosed, t- chock full of four teams that just, you know, I mean, it is it is survival of the fittest. That's the easiest way to say it. So Ravens are off to a great start. I Hopefully you keep it going. I mean, that's a solid team that always seems to be around in the past decade. Anything you want to add to that, Samantha? Well, just that, I mean, the Ravens do this. Like, they do this. Mm-hmm. They show up really big, and then the next week they look awful. And, and they've been like this for years. <laughs> so, I, on their end, I don't think it's surprising. Um, and it's like, it, the question is more like, what does the rest of the AFC North do? Because to me, the Ravens are doing exactly what they always do. Sometimes they show up, and sometimes they don't. And for, you know, the, the better part of the last 20 years, that's been good enough until very recently when the Bengals were kind of able to come out and dominate. But you have four teams in the mix for that division right now. Everybody's in the hunt. It's partly because none of them are really all that good, to be honest. If, you know, if you want to be nice, you say they're all competitive, but you can also say they're all flawed teams. There is no juggernaut here. The closest thing to it is probably the Ravens. But they also have a nasty habit of just, like colossally screwing up pretty frequently. So are we to the point now where the rest of the division is competitive enough that you can't get away with that anymore? That's what I think is going to be interesting to see. All right. Well, let's flip it over. We've got the trade deadline coming up here rather quickly. Uh, you know, this is what happens when you get distracted with postseason baseball is you forget about the NFL trading deadline. So here we are, Samantha. Let's start. I'm going to start here. Who's going to be the team that makes the bonehead trade for a wide receiver? Oh, a wide receiver? Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to go quarterback. A wide receiver. Um, <laughs> Cause, cause oh, I, I mean, there are so many candidates. I know, uh, me personally, <laughs> just a little background. Me, I, I view a, a trade, an in-season trade for a wide receiver as one of the dumbest things a team can do. Because they, they just never work out, ever. They don't work out. You can't get on, on the same page as your quarterback in time to actually make that difference, right? So Yeah. So, yeah, so you're looking for somebody who's, like, well, I guess stupid enough to do it is the, you know, minimum requirement for this, right? But you're probably also looking for somebody who shouldn't be making a trade in the first place, right? Because we would never pay any attention if, like, somebody like if the Eagles go out and trade for a wide receiver – this is not going to happen. But let's just say it did, mm-hmm. right? It's not going to matter if it turns out to be a stupid move because it's probably not going to hurt them all that badly, right? Like later, years from now, we can all complain about the draft pick, but you know how I feel about trading draft picks. Yes, so, I do. Like, it's like the problem. So we're really looking for somebody who's more like mid and struggling to stay in the hunt. So are we talking about... Oh, I going to do that. Um... I'm looking for some. Oh God, could it be the Jets? Could it be the Jets? It could be. Yeah. Although I think they're. I feel like it's the Jets. (laughs) Also, that quarterback (laughs) discussion we'll have in a second. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Come back to that one. But yeah, the Jets. 
I, I think are probably in the conversation for this. I mean, you never know, like, what essentially anyone in the NFC North is doing. I think that's something to take into consideration. Like, can't you see the Vikings being like, yes. we beat the 49ers last week. Kirk Cousins was amazing. Like, you already have Justin Jefferson. Well, I know, but, like, I mean, you can see it happening. Like, <laughs> it doesn't seem likely, but, like, you know, there, there are some, some very good candidates here. Um, Jacksonville, I'll throw that one out there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. Irby, how about you? Who do you think is going to be, who's going to make the bonehead mis- mistake at wide receiver? I mean, it's tough because of the wide receiver because I know, what is it, Jerry, Jerry Jones today talked about, you oh, know, God. well, two things. One, yeah, Derrick Henry has one. But two, Jerry specifically said that Dallas has some targets, but he's not picking the phone up. Yeah, he's very coy this year. Like, he, he wants... Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to call me, but I'm, I'm open to you it. you got to call me to get rid of your guy. Like, what? <laughs> hey, oh, Jerry, never change. Never change. Um, yeah, the fun ones. I you know Detroit. That was a, that was a good one there. Jacksonville as well. I, I would would Baltimore do something else as well? You know, we were kind of talking about them and the situation they. Have. I mean, the, the receiving core is not horrible. I know that everything kind of runs through Mark Andrews, but um, since they moved on from Hollywood Brown, I did read a, a fun article earlier that um, Carolina wants to bring a wide receiver for Bryce Young. So they're thinking about trading for somebody. I'm like, wow, cool. Um, keep losing, and you can draft somebody. Yeah, thank you. Just a thought. I don't know, but whatever, Carolina. Keep it up. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna, no, at the end, it'll probably be the Rams. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to toss it out there in the ether, and Cowboys fans will get mad at me for doing it, but it's going to be Dallas. Jerry's done it before. He'll do it again because he doesn't learn his lessons. He didn't learn from Mari Cooper. He's not going to learn his lesson. He's going to deal draft picks for a wide receiver who's not going to move the needle one bit. Mark my words. Yeah, yeah. We can see it happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk quarterbacks then, Samantha. Who's moving? Who's acquiring? Is it going to ma- is it going to matter? Is it actually going to make a difference? Um. Well, I mean, like, start with the Jets. And, you know, if you played this right, maybe it could. Maybe it maybe. could. Mm-hmm. But the market doesn't look great for this, right? So, like, I think that the quarterback market, as it currently stands right now, is really only beneficial to somebody who's still in the hunt but whose quarterback is injured and will be back later this season. That's who benefits from this. So I don't know that that applies to the Jets. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, if you're the Jets, how do you not do it? But then also, like, I don't know, you've been kind of doing okay with Zach Wilson. You really want to upset the apple cart, even though we all know he's not the guy. And then what happens if the new person you bring in gets hurt, and then this guy has to take back over what have you done to his, you know, mental state? Um, so they're, they're one. And then the other one's, of course, the Browns, um, which seems categorically insane to me. You paid, like, $230 million for a dude who apparently doesn't want to play anymore. Um, so he just, like, fakes an injury or whatever the hell it is that's going on there. Mm-hmm. And surprise, surprise, PJ Walker, you know, and this is all the Browns fault because they had to know Deshaun Watson had not played football in years when he came to them. 
he is a risk for further off-field discipline because once that happens with somebody once, there's a danger they're going to do it again. He has a lengthy injury history. He also has a history of sitting out when things aren't convenient for him. So shame on the Browns for not having a backup plan. You should have had a plan B. This is not a person you can go into a season with and say, we just need a guy who can come in if he lands in concussion protocol. There were a million reasons you needed a backup plan here. Now, I realize you gave $230 million of those to somebody else, so you're not getting an expensive backup. But guess what? Most backups don't actually cost that much. You know, even, you know, the Matt Flynn, you know, the notorious, like, you know, bank robber of NFL contracts, that's still very affordable under the cap. And so you had no backup plan, and now you're in trouble. Because P.J. Walker isn't going to do it, and everybody knows you're in trouble. And everybody knows that you've sunk way too much money into the position already. So what are you going to do? I mean, like, this. let's trade for Kirk Cousins. Oh, and what are you going to do with Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson? Like, how much do you think Deshaun Watson will suddenly get healthy if they trade for Kirk Cousins? Because I feel like all of a sudden he's going to feel okay and want to play again. What are you going to do about that? Also, imagine trying to put Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson into the same offense. Like, yeah, right. Um, so the best you can do is try to pry a guy like Jacoby Brissett back away from the commanders. Might work. Might be able to do it for cheap enough. And that's probably the smart play if you're the Browns. But you really put yourself in a bad position, which was just unbelievably stupid, because you could have just signed a backup as, like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. insurance for, like, 10,000 obvious risks that you were taking. And you didn't do that. Now everybody knows you're up Craig. So what do you think the price on Jacoby Brissett is going to be? from Washington now. Like, it's yeah. going to be a lot higher mm-hmm. than what you would have needed to pay to get a comparable player coming into this season. It's like, you know, you've made your bag, you probably ought to just buy in it. <laughs> I will say this. I think that the odds are better that in a situation where the Browns trade for Kirk Cousins, I, I do think that Deshaun Watson, the odds are better that he suddenly gets healthy than he suddenly starts giving a shit. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was the same thing. I, yeah, okay, that's fair. Miraculously healed. Why are you miraculously healed? Because all of a sudden you want your job back. Hmm, how interesting. <laughs> Imagine that, right? <laughs> that's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. Irby, <laughs> what are you, where are you at with the quarterbacks here at the trade deadline? All right, well, I want to try that. Just not give a give a shit about my job, and then wait till it's time to. Okay, you're about to lose your job. Wait, 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 wait. I care. I care. I care. <laughs> um. Yeah, the percent move makes a whole lot of sense there um, for the Browns. So because that makes sense, it won't happen, right, Samantha? Is that how this works out? Like because this makes sense. Yeah. It can't happen. Like it's. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, there's absolutely no way. There's that's how the conversation goes. Yes, this trade makes perfect sense, but I can't do it because it just something's not right. But yeah, um, so it'll be Ryan Tannehill, right? That'll be the addition. Tannehill goes to yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be that or somebody else who's already hurt. But don't worry, he'll be he's just expected to be back two weeks from now. So just gotta hang out with PJ Walker a little longer than you're gonna bring in your other injured guy to set up for your first injured guy. Sure. Yep. Right. <laughs> that or um, yeah, just kind of you know, screw it. Let's have some fun. You guys were talking about, you know, yeah, what it would look like to have those cousins and Sean Watson. What if, uh, what if, what if somebody stupid like you know the the Broncos traded for like a Kirk Cousins? That would be amazing, right? I know it's not going to happen, but because they've got Russell Wilson, but it it is the Broncos. Like, 
it's possible, right? <laughs> I mean, it would be funny. I feel like now that LA is no longer making decisions there and Sean Payton has control of the team as much as Sean Payton has, like, really, like, from a PR standpoint, put himself in a bad place. I don't think that that necessarily has much to do with his ability to manage the team. So, like, I can't see him doing it, like, from the, like, stupidity I need to win now standpoint. I can see him doing it if he can do it at no great cost to the future of the team that he's going to build back up just to be petty. I could totally see him doing it to be petty. Like and putting both on the field at the same time. Yeah, stick them both out there and we'll see what happens, right? Like, okay, Russ. Like, because you know, you know deep down in his heart of hearts, he just hates Russ. He mm-hmm. hates yep. Russ. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> All right. One last question before we move on to, uh, to our fun NFL topic for the week. Uh, most intriguing player for you, Samantha, who is it? What's the one player you're watching the most? Uh, is it Derrick Henry? Is he even moving? I mean, if, if Derrick Henry's on the move, it's Derrick Henry. Yeah. But I sincerely doubt that Derrick Henry is actually on the move. Right. So, so then, I mean, then it just becomes Homer stuff, right? What can the Bills do for me? You know, or mm-hmm. I guess since I'm, you know, I'm like fully a fan. I'm mostly a fan of chaos. I, I guess I just want the most ridiculous thing to happen, which is probably Kirk Cousins, right? So it doesn't really matter where he goes. That's true. Yeah. He just needs to go somewhere ridiculous. Like if I, my rooting interest has largely been reduced to just like I hope weird shit happens, then like yeah, give me Kirk Cousins to literally anywhere. I give me the chaos. I'm going to be like the Elmo with the fire. Rain the chaos on me. So I'm rooting for Kirk Cousins on the move. Never going to happen, but if it does, I'll be delighted. That That's my number one. All right. Irby, say what? I don't care who takes him. Don't matter who it is. Well, just give you one thing. Yeah, give me a player. Who's most, one, one point. who's most intriguing for you at the trade deadline? Oh, man. Um... It kind of goes back to the you know the joke, and I won't do the Derrick Henry because I think that one could be huge um, if if that actually were to happen, or Tannehill there. I know we talked about that. I, I, I'll go with you know joking around of you know the Broncos acquiring not going to actually happen, but they do have the wide receiver depth there uh, where you could hit the reset. It doesn't seem you know things are Cortland Sutton. It could be time to move on. Things aren't mm-hmm. going great with Jerry Judy. Um, and I joked about that at Carolina, but that move actually could potentially happen. So that would be the one there is, is a, a someone like a Judy who, yes, they're on paper um, or a video game. It's a it's a great addition, a young, talented wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, this is the real world we live in, and boy, you don't know what you're getting. Like like this is this, this kid. I, I I don't know. I don't know if he even cares. Like I, <laughs> this is the kind of kid that would get traded and then literally get on a flight and head to the Caribbean and disappear. I don't know. Like anywhere in between. So that's why, yeah, Jerry Judy trade just to see how it would all play out. You know, and one of those where it's like he says it's like one team, and then we find out at the last second, no, it wasn't actually that team. It's someone else swooped in and got the deal done. Just 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 too much drama there because. Jerry Judy, he's kind of becoming like a Bravo TV show. It's just drama, just for drama's sake. <clears throat> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat a little bit because I have a duo. But in my defense, they're on the same team. Uh, I'm looking, Samantha, I'm looking at that Chase Young-Montez Sweat duo out of Washington. Okay, well, but where are, they, where are they going? 
where they're going. See, that's well, that's the thing. Right? Like now, the, the Washington's already got an offer in on Sweat. There've been teams asking about Chase Young. Both are obviously their contracts are up at the end of the year. Washington really needs to hit the reset with their new ownership. They could move now. Where do they go? This is one of those things that I I I I, I look at. I don't know, Irby, if the 49ers need them, but this is the kind. Do of- you want them to go together? Are you wanting them to go to the same place? No. Ooh. Although that would be that, that. Can you imagine the draft pick compensation for that? <laughs> I was more interested in this one. I thought they were going to the same place. Um. No, I don't think they're going to the same place. But I do think it's 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 something that a team like San Francisco would do to take a strong part of the team and make it just ridiculously strong. Like like that's the kind of move that I see a team like not, a, like a San Francisco. Does, does San Francisco have the draft picks? San yeah. Francisco. Yes, they do because um, so the 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 Trey Lance era of, of draft picks is over. The uh, and this goes to the compensation picks with how many 49er coaches have gone on. Minority coaches have gone on. The team is plush, full of third and fourth round picks. Oh, it's um, the coaching compensation. Yeah, okay. it's the coaching, the like... combination of that coaching compensation and the you know both i'm laughing with you because it's this is actually a real possibility mm-hmm. because of how they've restructured a lot of these contracts 49ers are flush with cash this year and partly next year and then they got some real hard decisions to make but i i so yeah john, john lynch and kyle shannon are kind of in a situation where our favorite thing here flags fly forever so mm-hmm. why not why not add chase young to that to that defensive in front i mean just why not? Just for that little bit of time. So, I joke it aside. You know, I mean that that's crazy. But the 49ers actually have the cap space and the draft picks to pull off both of them. It's not going to happen. But it, I, a year ago we sat here and said that Christian McCaffrey wouldn't be a 49er, and then that happened. So, I exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I don't know. I don't. And 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 if it does happen, I'm going to come on the show and just go. I'm choosing joy. Choosing (laughs) joy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Samantha. Anything you want to add here? No, I just. And now I want them to go somewhere together. I want it to be like when you go see those shelter dogs, and they're like, "This is a bonded pair. You have to take both." Well, yes, maybe, agreed. Maybe they are bonded. You know, maybe they're a bonded pair. Well, we don't know that they're not. That's right. You, you approach don't know. them that way. You don't know. I, I, I just, I just wonder. Does that, does that bring the compensation price down a little bit because you have to take them both? Well, it has. Yeah, it has to, right? Because isn't I think what they do with those dogs is don't they waive the adoption fee on one if you agree to take both? So. Would also, would you, like, buying a higher volume should re- result in a lower price, right? So, theoretically, should Samantha, be cheaper. Samantha, would you, would you pay that adoption fee to get them both to Detroit? Ooh. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I would. Mm, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good question. That's a good thought. Detroit. Mm-hmm. I'd pay to get them to Buffalo, too. <laughs> Well, see, now a you're lot of injuries. <laughs> Buffalo is a dog drinking coffee, sitting in a room on fire, going, "This is fine. <laughs> this is fine." <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. Let's have a little fun. So, you know, obviously, we have 
We've indulged ourselves, I would say, with the Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey fun times. Um, you know, I, I just thought maybe we could take it another level because, I mean, the NFL, you know, when they find something that works, they, they tend to they tend to, to try to get a lot more. So how about we start helping the NFL here, Samantha? We're going to do we're going to play a celebrity NFL player match game. All right, I, I'm gonna th- I'll start us off. I've already I've already got one in mind. Uh, I'll start us off, but each of you come up with a celebrity that could match up with an NFL player to give us another Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's duo. Okay, so here's mine: Aaron Rodgers and Britney Spears. Go. I just think this is me. Like, hasn't that woman suffered enough? <laughs> But you have to admit that it's a perfect little match. Is it though? I think it, it is. I, I'm buying it. I mean, I, I think that work. this woman who has been <laughs> controlled by people around her all of her life and exploited and just failed at every turn by the people who were supposed to protect her, I think the last thing you do with a person like that is dump them into the hands of a pathological narcissist. Like, there's also the fact that both of them are fairly mentally ill. So that's probably not great, you know, to throw them in together. Um, also, like, I, yeah, but but you think about it if if there if there's someone out there that could, that could, that could make that could turn Aaron Rodgers bullshit on its head, it's her. I don't think so. I think she could handle him. I don't. No. No, I mean, I, I think this woman has been in like captivity. Like she was basically in a human zoo. For like all this time and like the fact that she's emerged from it and is still alive is a minor miracle like I, I don't think Brittany has outstanding stage presence and she's very very good at projecting as a commanding I'm not taking nothing off of you but that's not ever been who she is in her personal life ever so I, I just like I don't think she's the person to take Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers. No one's taking Aaron Rodgers down a peg, right? This is why Aaron Rodgers is going to end up alone. We're, my, we're matchmaking Aaron Rodgers. We're matchmaking with Aaron Rodgers, oh, right? No. Because like he just like it's like the man um, narcissist, you know, staring at his own reflection in the water. Um, let's just let Aaron Rodgers be with what Aaron Rodgers truly loves, which is Aaron Rodgers. That's a scary thought to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Hard pass. All right, who, who do you have then? Who's yours? Um, okay, so I was thinking, because if we're sticking kind of with the Taylor Swift thing, and, like, we want this to be not a competing faction, but, like, an addition to the party, right? So we know that Taylor Swift is friends with Sophie Turner. Um, Sophie Turner, of course, in the process of getting a divorce from, like, one of those Jonas Brothers. I'm not really sure which one. I can't tell them apart. Um, but one of those. Um Highly contentious divorce, from what I understand, or the, correct, you know, I don't know. So, okay, so you know, we want Sophie to, to maybe be able to bounce back nicely, and you know, she hangs out with Taylor, they're friends, you know, so they could go to some football games together and whatever. And like, I couldn't think of another person on the Chiefs who was appropriate for her. So I thought we'd just try to keep it within the same division. And I was like, what if we match Sophie Turner with Jimmy Garoppolo? Sophie Turner, like, she seems pretty cool, right? Like, she seems, like, pretty smart, um, you know, pretty interesting person. Um, and, you know, we love Jimmy. Jimmy's a good guy, you know? Like, he's, you know, he's single, as far as we know. So, why not? <laughs> Maybe Jimmy's ready to become a stepdad to a Jonas baby. 
I mean, and I, it's in the same division, so she could see Taylor twice a year. <clears throat> I mean, you, you know, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. And I, you know, what, I, you know and, and I like, I like that, that you went with another team though, because like, like I, I think that having like two of them with, with the Chiefs that would be a little much. Oh God. The, yeah. No, it's over the love. Yeah. I got to spread yeah. the love a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> oh, wait, what about Zach Wilson and someone's mom? What about Zach Wilson Ooh. and Donna Kelsey? Oh, nice <laughs> moms. Why not? I don't think I want to do that. that. I don't think I want to do that to Mrs. Kelsey. <laughs> Zach Wilson and Britney Spears' mom. That I'll do. I'm just trying to keep the same pool of people. That I'll that? do. That I'll do. Yeah. Lynn Spears and <laughs> Lynn Spears and Zach Wilson. What could go on? <laughs> and Britney and Eric could go out and they would all be in the Jets camp. It would, oh my God. <laughs> that would be such a mess. That would be. <laughs> Could you imagine? HBO would, <laughs> HBO would immediately do not just hard knocks, but in-season knocks with the Jets. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and if they made the postseason, we would have a third edition. We would have postseason hard knocks with the Jets. Uh, <laughs> there is no way that all four of those people survive that situation. No. one. There is absolutely no way. Like, there's, there is no way. And it, theoretically, you would think it would be Brittany or her mom because that's where the, the biggest combativeness is. But, like, don't you just assume it would be Zach Wilson and it's a dead, probably, you know, some sort of accident. Oh, God. This is, this is the NFL and the Hunger Games coming together. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did say someday we were going to do quarterback Hunger Games, right? Then we just never got around to it. I don't think this is so. what we had in mind, but yes. It's not exactly what I meant. But, you know, anyway, we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> All right. Got taking a morbid turn. Uh, it got dark fast. Irby, how about you? <laughs> you got to follow that, hey. buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know how I'm following it. Um, so I got to keep this in the, the AFC West. Is that is that what you want me to play along? You're keeping this? No. Up to no, you. You don't, no, you don't have to. No. could be anywhere. No, I'm not required. Okay. No. All right. Um, so, hmm. I, I kind of, I mean, I've got one there that I don't want to, but I, I, I need a, like, can we have a quarterback that kind of always disappears at the end of the season? Like, that, that's what, 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 what I, I mean, I, I can do Justin Herbert, but he really had an opportunity for that. But do we have a quarterback that just kind of always disappears at the end this of the year? Disappears at the end of the year. Are we talking in the playoffs or are we just talking the end of the year or either one? Well, yeah, either one. Like, Lamar like, Jackson. Lamar Jackson, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Okay, all right. So, How was that? All right, cool. well, that's perfect. No, that's, that's perfect. All right, so Lamar Jackson and Mariah Carey, because one disappears in December as the other one shows up in December. I like it. I I could see him. Isn't she like 60 or something? Like, she's, I could see that. Yeah. Could see that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but isn't Lamar Jackson a little old for her? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that kid, wasn't that guy like 28? Now now he has 800 kids with like 800 people. But like, wasn't he like 20 when she met him or something? Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. And she used to date Derek Jeter. So we know that she has at least some affinity for athletes. (laughs) Yeah. Athletes and people people she has to buy liquor for. (laughs) Mariah Carey and Lamar Jackson. What could go wrong? Like also like epic first pitch. 
Remember when she tried to throw that first pitch out? Like, <laughs> you could give her some pointers. If she ever comes back, maybe it'll be better. Maybe it'll go better the second time. Hmm? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, let's get into the World Series because that starts on Friday. So we've got Rangers, Diamondbacks. Samantha, what are your first thoughts on this one? Yay, fun, peace, <laughs> enjoyment of baseball without horrible demon monster garbage cans. Um, no, um, I guess, well, my first thought is pat yourself on the back while gagging sports. Like, let's just take a lap here because we were, like, the only people that believed in these two teams. And right. I'm not saying that either. I, I'm not saying we thought they were going to the World Series. But we are among the few people who thought that these were potential playoff teams. So I'm going to go ahead and give us all a pat on the back for that. That's my first thought. My second thought is that I have no idea who in the hell is going to win this. No clue. That's the best part, though. Which is awesome. I hope it goes seven. I mean, I I hope the Rangers win. But, you know, I hope it goes seven. I love that we have no clue who's going to win this because, like, neither one of you is supposed to be here, right? right. So, like, this is great. This is great. I am delighted. (laughs) Irby, how about you? What are your first thoughts? Well, it's it, it kind of doubling off of that. It, this is not two teams that we, you know, we, we saw steps forward. We definitely talked about that a lot. I know Samantha, Arizona was a team you adopted, and uh, guys like Corbin Carroll, and, and, you know, once they got rid of Madison Bumgarner and Madison Bumgarner, you know, things got better, and uh, still the highest paid. Okay, but wait, can, may, I, may I interject something here? Wouldn't yeah. this be a little bit better if they still had Madison Bumgarner, even if he was basically yes. like a mascot at this Only, point? Like, I'm a little bit bummed out that they don't have Madison Bumgarner anymore. No, it would have been fun if they had done this with him, just to have him start against Max Scherzer in a World Series game. See? We have missed... Yeah, see, I'm a little sad about that. <laughs> like, that sad. right there, like... like That's true. Like, could you imagine going back and saying, someone said, yeah, Madison Bumgarner versus Max Scherzer, Rangers, Diamondbacks, World Series, you're going, wait, What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Is the only thing the only thing that kept that from happening is Bad Bum had such a bad year that they cut him. It's the only thing that kept it from happening. <laughs> of all the things, that yeah, had to if he'd been just a little bit better, <laughs> just a little. But sorry, Irby, I interrupted you. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good. No, it it works. It works. It's, um, and it's great because I don't even remember what my thought was. But that's all right. We just keep rolling with this. Uh, yeah, no. This is two teams that. We, we talked about that these teams would take steps forward, and, and they did. They both did, and, and they've done it in, in, you know, bigger steps than we thought. And But playoff baseball, you know, now that we're in this, this era where we were expanding, we're up to six teams on each side, it's, it is about execution. And, and, and I'm not simplifying that, but that's what these teams are doing. They are getting the job done. You know, the Rangers, they're putting hits together, top of the lineup, right. bottom of the lineup, all throughout the lineup, and good starting pitching. That's what it's one of those things that cracks me up. It's like everyone hating on. I was like, well, they're bullpen this and the bullpen is like, yeah. If you look at the starters, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like they're doing exactly what you need to do to win in October. So guess what? They won in October so far. In Arizona, the same thing with their speed, with their defense. Same thing with the one-two punch and pitching as well. I mean, yeah, we we were Nathan Uvalde, Zach Gallin, yes, please for game one. Jordan Montgomery versus Merrill Kelly. Yes, please, game two. I mean, that is that is great, great pitching lineups. You know, it has nothing to do with the teams, anything like that. That is that is a great matchup of starting pitchers against each other. And so that's what we're going to get. And we're getting youth. 
you, you've got potentially the NL Rookie of the Year and probably would have been the NL Rookie of the Year if it wasn't for his injury, mm-hmm. you know, going head-to-head, and, and neither of them are named Evan Carter. <laughs> That's the best thing. It's like <laughs> you got these two great rookies, and neither is Evan Carter, who will be a rookie next year as well. Didn't get enough of, uh, plate appearances. So, yeah, it, it is it is a two-team, you know, it is a Rangers team that has come from, I mean, I know that that's going to be talked about a lot. Oh, they both were triple-digit loss teams two years ago. Okay, well, that's two years ago. They did what you're supposed to do and how you build this thing. You know, uh-huh. it, it's Simeon and Seager. Then it's going out and getting pitching while drafting well, drafting college talent, drafting, you know, players that we don't know who they are, Evan Carter, <laughs> and, 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 and developing well. And same thing with the Arizona side. I mean, you've got a, a litany of a veterans in here. I mean, my gosh, we've got Evan Longoria is in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Like, that is hilarious that we've got Evan Longoria, Max Scherzer, World Series. I mean, that, that, that is not something that you thought we'd see in baseball. But that is the beauty, the, the pain, I mean, everything about baseball. And, and, and it's... It, it's coming out here in a World Series. It was it was a painful thing. This is easier to talk about because it all turned out well. In Game Five, the ALCS, the you know the, the, we we know everyone knows at the top of the ninth, Altuve hits the three run homer and does boom 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 all that. The Rangers get two guys on, and Marcus Simeon hits a line shot mm-hmm. that a subbed in shortstop. It, that ball is four inches higher, and that's a walk off double. And that is the beauty and the agony of baseball, is it's four inches right there. And here are two teams that have found the four inches here. They found the four inches. They found the little things here and there. And sure, we can, we, and I, and I don't, we, we, it's the three of us, we collectively can all sit on our butts and go, well, they don't deserve that. You know, they look at their record and, and 54% and, and all this. How dare any of us? And there's two teams that went out and got the job done, and that is the beauty of sports, is that we can yabber and talk all you want, yeah. but it, there was no free passes. The Rangers took care of, yeah, the season in orbit. They took care of the Rays. They slaughtered the Orioles, 200 wins in between them. They then beat the defending champs four times in their own building, although now that that's happened twice and Five years, maybe that's really not that uncommon for that it's team. Not, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. Arizona <laughs> did what apparently you have to do. You have to play the Brewers, and you go to the World Series. If the Brewers make the playoffs, crazy and you stat. beat them, you go to the World Series. It's fantastic. Yeah. So they they did that right, and then they go to you know. Well, now they got the Dodgers, and hey, yeah, the Dodgers didn't have the same pitch, but they swept them, and they took care of it. And then they got a Philly team. Philadelphia team that was unbelievably hot, hottest team in there. I mean, even though Arizona was undefeated going into that series, Philadelphia was absolutely scorching, mm-hmm. and they were scorched all the way to Game Five. And you shut down their offense. And I know it wasn't everybody, but that top four, the big guns up at the top, did nothing in Game Six and Seven. That's why you won. So how dare any of us? say these two teams don't deserve to be there. They absolutely deserve to be there. You know what they did? They went out and they scored runs and they got 27 outs. And that is the beauty of it. And and, and that is that is the beauty of baseball is there's no clock running. You have to get the outs. You have to get the outs. These two teams, for all their faults, their strengths are strong enough. And that's why we're going to have a Texas-Arizona World Series on Friday. Yeah, and you know what? 
every every time it's not you know Yankees Dodgers, we hear oh the ratings are going to be so terrible. Are you expecting baseball to be canceled by the network? I don't think so. So what are you worried about it for? No one cares. Watch the World Series. Don't watch the World Series. That's up to you. Don't bitch about the matchup. Because, Irby, you just, you just put it out there perfectly. Both of these teams, I mean, how can, how can anyone say, say this? Like the, the big thing now that's really pissing me off is, well, we got to change the playoff format. There's too many playoff teams that shouldn't, that shouldn't be in the World Series. Both these teams, I think, earned it, Samantha. I, 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 this is what's driving me crazy. Is like you're, you're, you're acting like they don't deserve to be there, that they didn't earn it when they beat the teams that they beat to get there. Oh, you just read my mind because I was going to turn it around and ask you guys that exact same question. So, yeah, like, what do you think about these people who are basically saying we have to change the format essentially because it wasn't predictable? Because this is, I don't think I've ever disagreed with something more. Like, why do you want it to be the same teams over and over again? Why do you want it to be predictable? Mm-hmm. It's like letting all the air out of the balloon. Like, it's like, this is like the least fun thing possible. Like, what is the least fun thing that could happen? Well, it'd be the exact same teams as it always is. It'd be the exact same teams that everybody thinks is going to get there. And then it's like, that their argument is, why do we play the regular season? And it's like, well, then why do we play the playoffs either? If you just want us to tell us who it's going to be, you want to tell us at the beginning of the year who spent the most money, who's historically been good. So why are we playing any of it? Why would we even bother playing the World Series? Why don't you just give it to whoever spent the most money? Why don't you give it to whoever you think gets the highest TV's ratings? It's the stupidest argument I've ever heard. Yeah. Also, if the whole point of all of this stuff that we have done to change the game over the last couple of years was to get more eyes on the game, get a younger audience in, make it more fun, make it more accessible. The last thing you want to do is make it a predictable run of the same things that have happened over and over and over again. Like, I love the expanded playoffs because it gives more people an opportunity to see their own team in the postseason. It gives you more opportunities to watch teams that are not your own team. And it means you don't have to watch the same teams over and over. And if the format is such that anybody can win it, then to me, the format is correct. Because if you are setting people up to fail, then why are they there? Then why even have them? Then you might as well just go back to, well, whoever has the best record in the American League and whoever has the best record in the National League, just play a World Series and that's it. You can't have it both ways. Do you want playoffs? Like, you can't say, well, I want playoffs, but I want to be able to engineer how they play out. No, that's stupid and boring. It's boring. Like, Mm -hmm. no, this is exciting. It's cool. And, like, and you know what? Like, these guys beat all those teams who you think are supposed to be there. They beat them when it matters. Like, they won. So, like, stop taking away the achievements from the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, essentially, you don't like it because it's not what you thought would happen. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Were were they allowed to play a lesser schedule in the postseason? No. They played those teams that you were so certain were going to get there, and they beat them. So I don't want to hear it. These are the two teams that got there. They earned it. Stop acting like they you know, contrived some formula by not winning a hundred games and not winning our division. We have secretly unlocked 
the easy path through the playoffs? No. No. That didn't happen. Like, <laughs> these teams are there because they played the best baseball in the postseason. They won the right to be there, and then they played the best baseball in the postseason. Yeah, I would also like to remind a lot of those, Mr. John Smoltz in particular, the Rangers and Astros had the same record this year. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exact, <laughs> yeah. exact same record. Just Well, and we told it no one was complaining about Philadelphia, who also mm-hmm. had the same record. Right. And the reason nobody was complaining about them was because they were in the World Series last year. They were also 90 and 72. So, <laughs> well, okay. I, I will say this. Let's get back on track here. Uh, my, my first thought, the series within the series, I'm looking um, I'm looking at these offenses, guys, because starting pitching and bullpen play up through these playoffs has been very similar between these two. Top one, two, getting it done, bullpen getting it done late. It's the offenses I'm looking at because you've got a Rangers team that is more power-based and you've got a Diamondbacks team that is more small ball. And, Samantha, I, look, i got to tell you, if I didn't have, if I didn't have a, pretty much all of my skin in this series, I'd be pulling for the small ball team because we, we, we all know how much we all love small ball. And that would be the Diamondbacks. So that, that, for, that, that is the series within the, the game within the series. For me, is is it's these two offenses and how they go about it differently, and they still got the same result getting to the World Series. Yeah, I mean, I think that's certainly the most interesting thing. Um, I you know I can't decide if I think it's the deciding factor or not, but it could be. But it's definitely, and again, just for all the people like who in baseball should be this way, baseball should be that way. We have two teams that got there in very different ways with a very different offensive approach. And I think that's cool because it shows that they both work if you do it right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and neither one of them, neither of them arrived via three true outcome baseball. So thank you baseball gods for that, because I just don't ever want to see that again. So like, let's all like, just say a little thank you um, <laughs> that nobody got there that way. Yes. Um, I have a question for you. So how, is your defense, specifically your infield defense, how comfortable are you? Very. Because this is, okay, so this is, because I think this is an interesting tipping point because Arizona has done a really good job of exploiting less than perfect defense, specifically infield defense, and being very aggressive to play their brand of baseball, which is mostly contact-oriented, and in some cases is, in fact, small ball, as you mentioned. So, but what do you do? Then a lot of that gets taken away, right? If you're going up against a team where you feel really, really comfortable, can play extremely solid, like mistake-free infield baseball, particularly in terms of keeping runners in check. Well, the Rangers so, were—they were. I mean, they were at second in fielding percentage this year. Is that right? Yes, second. Yeah, well, yeah. In errors is right. Second, second fewest errors, second highest fielding percentage. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it's this is it, the, well, the one two, and, and it's Jonah Heim as well. You know, yes. has been consistently inconsistent with his kickoff, throwing guys out at second. Like it's been good at times, and then at others. And I know a lot of that has to do with pitching as well, mm-hmm. because Arizona, Arizona fast. I don't know if y'all knew that. That Corbin Carroll guy's kind of quick. They're fast. <laughs> oh yeah. 
But it, but it does present an interesting potential tipping point in the series, right? Because like, if you, it is a weapon you can use to neutralize that offense yeah. beyond just good pitching. Whereas defense can't do anything about home runs. I mean, That's okay, valid. yes, yeah. technically you could rob a home run, but like for the most part, it's not going to change it. So you're a hundred percent dependent on your pitching to shut it down. Whereas Texas has a second weapon in its pocket, which is the defensively you can contain that kind of stuff. So just worth thinking about, I think. Yeah. No, it's it's a great point of how mm-hmm. the defense, the Rangers' defense and, and pitching can be a part of that inducing good defense as well. Whereas Arizona, it is falls more on the defense because the Ranger offense, the way to slow it down is to turn the power off right. and to force strikeouts because the Rangers will strike out a lot. I mean, would it would then they have seventeen Ks in one of the Orioles games? Mm-hmm. A, okay, this is a little bit of search about Clemson. Okay. Well, it's but that's the but thing. you can't do anything defensively about that. Though is my point. That's the point. Right? No, 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 no. It is, and it's that's where it's 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 what's so weird about this Rangers team when they're not clicking. It it definitely becomes three true outcomes at times where it's like live and die by that home run. Mm-hmm. But what we saw in game six and seven, they can put the ball in play. They can move things around. And so that's why. I mean, again, it's why they're here. They didn't do it just one way. You know, and, and there's the mainstay of a Bruce Bochy. I mean, I, that, that is what great management does. That's what a great manager does is it gets you on the mindset. They talked about that in Game 7 with, with Javier where they were practicing with a foam ball that would stay up more, and they were working on swinging at a ball that's three balls higher, three, the size of a baseball, three, sizes high, three spots higher. Because Christian Javier, because of the arm angle, because of the, the, the angle that he has on his fastball, the ball doesn't, it doesn't obviously rise, but it doesn't drop as much. And so it appears that it's lower than it, they're higher than it is. So the Rangers adjust it and they're swinging higher. What happens? Six batters in, he's out of the game. Yeah. Like that's, and that, that and that's where that team, and, and it's, it's an interesting offense that Texas has because it can manufacture runs. And then they could also Adolis Garcia just start hitting home runs as well. And so <laughs> it's why you are where you're at. You know, in Arizona, it's it's a little bit harder to deal with that because, like you said, Samantha, defense can't do anything about power. Defense can't do anything about a team. You know, it's but when the Rangers put the ball in play, when they are doing those things, it's there's where the speed, there's where a good defensive team in Arizona, you've got to cut those down. And sometimes it's not making the catch. But it's making the, it's having the right angle. It's being positioned well, and you're keeping a double at a single. You're yep. keeping a guy at first to second, and not first to third. It's things like that. If you can do that, that's where because the Ranger offense, because of those strikeouts, because of at times the tendency to pop up. When they do that, if you can keep that runner from scoring position, that's how you get ahead of them. Where yeah, they got two hits in a row, but they didn't get the third, so they, nobody scored. Because Texas has been guilty of that this season of. Getting them on and getting them over, but not getting them in. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I think you know, like a little deeper dive, Samantha, in, into what you're talking about. I, I look at a guy like Josh Young and his ability to get to the ball on the bag, to get to the ball on the line, and also make the throw to first. Now, the Diamondback speed might be – they may be able to leg those out a little bit better than the other teams the Rangers have played, but it's not a double. So I guess it's also a little bit more of Irby's point as well. His ability to get to the baseball on the line – I think might actually end up being a big part of this too. 
Well, and how much of that, too, is really, like, a deterrent? Like, it's sort of like putting security cameras at your house, even if you're not going to monitor them. How many thieves walk away because this place has cameras, right? So how many guys aren't even going to try to take that extra bag because it's not worth the risk? Like, at some point, that also matters. Well, especially, I think early on, if they're getting, if they're having success running on Heim, I think that, that, that'll probably factor in more than anything. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the danger, right? right. If he's yeah. going to, the second he sails one into center field, right. you're they're going to be running all over you. Exactly. So yeah. that's huge. But I do wonder, especially when you're talking about testing somebody's arm, mm-hmm. you know, like, do you become less aggressive? Because, like you said, you have 27 outs, but those 27 outs become pretty precious when you're down to six of them and you're running behind or whatever, right? So, like, yeah, you can say we're always aggressive on the base pass, and so it's tough to making sense to be aggressive on the base pass because it isn't worth the risk. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's the the baseball fan of me wants to see at least one of those of you know there's there is a reputation with Adolis Garcia's arm, and then there's a reputation with Carroll and Alex Thomas's speed. You know, yeah. there's a little bit of me wants to see that at least one, one of those where and, and we all know it. it it's the, the they're at second. And it's a hot shot out there. And you know off the bat, it's like, he's going. And you see it. You see the throw from the outfitter and that camera angle is perfect. You're like, that's right on the target. And I, I, I hope we get at least one of those where, okay. See a gold glove be. finalist? Yes. Yeah. You know what's funny? Like, arguably the best defensive player on the team, Josh Young, was not. <laughs> but there, but, but there Isn't were- it just because he didn't play enough, though? I don't well, know, it, it I don't was, know. Rafael Palmeiro won one with like like one game at first well, place. Well, I I know, I know. That, <laughs> trust me, I made that. I personally made that exact same argument when I was talking about Josh Naylor. But we are trying not to do that anymore, where we just give somebody a gold glove because they stood on first base any times. It could be. It could be. Go ahead, Irving. What were we saying? I was going to say, I as much as I love Josh Young and everything else. It, if you do look at the category and you look at the finalists there um, and, and and just break it down on putouts and percentage-wise, he actually is behind Chapman, Ramirez, and Bregman. He was fourth. So as it, it's just – but that is the beauty of it is because September and October baseball is on another level. And what we've been seeing from Josh Young, it, it definitely sticks out and it, it doesn't pass the eye test. Where you're like, wait, how is this guy behind those three? I'm like, well, hold on, whole body of work. <laughs> you know, I love Josh Young. He's going to have a gold glove at some point in his career. But uh-huh. in the year 2023, fielding-wise, he actually is behind <laughs> Chapman, Ramirez, and Bregman. So it, it's a weird one. Of, but, yeah, I, it's funny. that it, it appears right now. The eye test tells you that, yeah, that's the Rangers' best defensive fielder right now. Yeah. <laughs> Five other guys are finalists for gold gloves, but. <laughs> Josh Young. Oh boy. All right. Well, Smith, anything else on the World Series? I mean, we're going to be right in the middle of it the next time we re- we, we record the podcast. So, any other pre- yeah. preliminary thoughts? Um, I I'm really and this is like an evergreen thought about that it exists for almost every team. Like, I'm really nervous about the bullpens, like because <laughs> like this is. I, it's just like the smart way to. You should assume that your bullpen will fail. Um, you just should assume that mm-hmm. in, in all circumstances, and, and no one can tell you that better than a Guardians fan. Uh, that you should 
always assume your closer in particular is going to fail you um, in a big moment. So that makes me nervous, and I spend a lot of time being nervous about bullpens, um, regardless of whether they are playing well right now. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm very worried about that. And the bullpens are making me nervous, but I don't know, guys. I'm just super excited to watch the World Series. I haven't been able to say that in so long, and I'm so excited. I can't wait to watch the World Series. I can't wait to talk to you guys about this next week when it's in the middle of the series. Can't wait to see you all on Twitter. I'm just, like, super, super stoked for this because, like, like this is, we can have fun. We're allowed to have fun this year. Finally. 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 Major League fun. Baseball has finally allowed us to have fun <laughs> while watching postseason baseball. Actually, we didn't get to have any fun for the first three rounds but now we are allowed to have fun so we're allowed to have fun treasure that now so you yay know, world series you know Irby, you mentioned the bullpens and, and 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 i absolutely smith i understand why you have those feelings about your bullpens Irby, i think we have that about outfield defense and i, and I look at this team and I, especially the corners now that they don't have to play in that really shitty juice box in houston with a weird left wall Right now that they actually have a normal outfield wall to contend with, I really like them at the corners in the outfield. That's something we couldn't say back in 2011. That's true. You know, what is it? The, the highlight was like what game one that catch that Evan Carter made. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, a, a listener of the show and friend of ours, Vincent, asked me. I guess he didn't see it. He asked, "Since they have, he's like, how did he get to that?" And I just wrote back, "He ran through the wall to get there." That's what Evan was. He just, just, you know, just disappeared and ran through the wall. Um, yeah, and, 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 and there's the perfect one of, like, Evan Carter. I mean, there's a great example of someone like him, and we talked about young. We've talked about Corbin Carroll and these these young players, and, and Alec Thomas I'll throw in there as well. So it's you, – you expect at some point one of them's going to crack and, and struggle and get above the game and, and get out of it because that's just what history tells you. It's like, well, yeah, the youngster, the – the moment would be too big, but man, it's it's just enjoyable to listen to those four talk because they don't talk like like early, like like little twenty year olds. Like they they talk like seasoned veterans of just no, I'm not nervous. You know, it's just living in the moment, it's playing in the moment. It's not letting the moment get too big. Um, so I, I yeah, it's I hope this doesn't come down to some subpar umpiring. Oh gosh! Some, yeah. some some play that doesn't go, you know, you know, the the three errors that Elvis Andres made for the Rangers, you know, something like that. And um, I know Arizona's probably got their own history of stuff like that too, where where it's things like that where you're just like, okay, that's how this is going to be defined. Yeah. I hope it's defined by you know something something spectacular, some back and forth. You know, I mean, it's it's easy to say right now, and and being as a fan, yes, as a fan, I'm like four game sweep. Let's just do this in four. Not even close. Okay, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. No, the fan, no. like Samantha said, the you know, it's it's the analyst in me, the baseball fan in me. It's like, no, this 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 has potential for some serious back and forth. You know, some some home, some some upsets on the road. I know both teams have done great on the road, and we just saw how that ended. But there's going to be some home wins as well. It's it's not going to happen again. Like that's just not how it plays out. Yeah. But it's it is two teams that. Though they go about it differently, it's both have starting pitchers who have the ability to have that night. Yeah, um, you know, Uvalde or Galleon, especially like those guys have the ability to have eight shutout outing, if not a complete game shutout mm-hmm. kind of night. And both teams have the offense to to put a bunch of runs together to put cricket numbers. I mean, that's what that's what both have done well is 
putting crooked numbers. And sadly, you said Samantha too. It's, both also have the bullpen where guys. I don't care what the score is. Anyone watching, I don't care what the score is. But we time we get to the bullpen, anything goes. Anything can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I want to see. And it's not it's not an on the field thing, and it's completely out of our control. So if if Corbin Carroll, if your parents are listening, uh, I would really like for them to drop you off to Game One of the World Series, like they did Opening Day. Oh my gosh, yes, no, we need that. That would be delightful, wouldn't it? If we could just see them dropping him off at the ballpark. Yes, Aww. that'd be amazing. Right? <laughs> It'd be so good. That would be so good. We need that. We need that. Please, Mister and Mrs. Carroll. Um. <laughs> Can you drop Corbin off? Bonus if he's got like a bad egg lunch with him that yes. his mom packs. Um, yes. Like just absolutely adorable. Like, oh, my mom would drop me off at the World Series. That would be so cute. Uh, yeah. Maybe a, need that. maybe a Power Rangers lunchbox where he's he's marked through power with a Sharpie. <laughs> like those little, little metal ones. Yes. Or the soft-sided one that comes with the thermos. Yes. Um, that also has thermos. Power Rangers on it. Yeah. Yeah, with the thermos that has the lid that's the cup. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kids today have Did no you idea. Did get that or... Or, or one of those moments, you know, when both teams are out there stretching and warming up, sometimes you see the opponents kind of meet in center field and they handshake or, you know, try to talk to each other for a second. Can we get that with Corbin and, and Evan Carter out there both drinking juice boxes? Can we can we also have them, like, like tr- have a trade? Like, like, like trade trade some some snack packs for something? Oh, be, be careful there. Tommy Pham's in this. Tommy Pham might be upset that the trade's unfair. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I forgot he's in this again. Oh, what could go wrong? Oh my gosh, I'm the guy that is going to come in and start screaming when somebody trades like one of those like pudding cups for like a bag of fruit snacks and Tommy Pham is going to come in and ruin the whole thing. Um, Where's that guy get back here again, man? How's that guy? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Definitely another weird narrative. Uh, Hey, I'm just surprised that Fernando Rodney still hadn't shown up somehow. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, Samantha. Anything else on the World Series before we call it a week? Oh, I want to say go Rangers so bad. Am I allowed to do that? Like, I mean, I, I like the Diamondbacks, but Rangers have never won one, and you know, I want you guys to be happy. And also, like, I don't know, like, credit of rooting interest to the people who got rid of the trash cans, the people who took out the trash. So, go Rangers. Valid. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Throw it out there. Irby, how about you? Anything you want to add here before we call it a night? No, it's it's it relaxing. You know, I mean, I'm going to be stressed out during the games and everything, but it's going to be a different kind of stress. It's yes. going to be an enjoyable stress. Yes. You know, last, last week was not fun. It was fun how it ended, but it wasn't fun living through it. And um, and I made sure to rewatch all of the uh, – the, the wins just because the second time you could actually enjoy it since you already knew the outcome. But here it is going to be different, you know, and it's, I, I honestly, when it comes to this point, I just, it's double down what I said before. I, I hope both teams just show up and play their best ball. And it isn't something controversial. That's the storyline. Instead, it's something heroic. It's something off the wall. It's something different because this is two teams that weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. This is two teams that lost triple digits a couple of years ago. This is teams with, Young talent, rookie talent, you know, players you don't know of, but that's baseball. And we go, we go back to what we said before about the playoffs. It's supposed to be unpredictable. 
yeah. it's baseball. Like like this is this is we have a championship game that is highlighted by one team whose parents dropped him off <laughs> at practice, and another one who just turned twenty one. I mean, it's this that doesn't happen all the time. So this is great. Let's enjoy the ride and. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna say go Rangers. So yeah, the heart, the heart wants four, four games sweep, <laughs> dominating for the hypertension, all that. The head doesn't think that's gonna happen, but I do think the Rangers take care of business. All right. Oh, I will also say go Rangers, but everyone knows I'm a Rangers fan, so of course I'm gonna say that. Um, but I, you know, I, I will, I'm gonna echo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo your sentiments that it's, it's a different type of stress. It's, it's not. It's not facing the, 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 the team that sucks the life out of you anymore. Don't have to see them again until April. Now we can actually just focus on good baseball. And I think it's going to be a great series. Um, very, very, very uh, proud of both these teams for, you know, and, and it's also worth noting <clears throat> that you got that many people yelling about it, you're doing something right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, valid. Yeah. Right. So, Congratulations to both the Rangers and the Diamondbacks for a heck of a season. Let's have a good World Series, and we're going to see who wins. You'll notice we did no predictions because there's no way to predict this one. So we're gonna we're just gonna sit back and be fans and uh, see where see where this goes. See where see where this goes for the next next potentially nine days if it goes seven. So, but. That's going to wrap up this week. Wherever you're listening to our podcast, maybe it's YouTube. Maybe maybe it is a podcasting network that I've never heard of. Wherever you're at, click that like button. Maybe actually subscribe to the show. You know, help us out with the algorithm. Let's get some more lollygaggers in here. But that's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Until next week, watch the World Series. It's going to be fun. <laughs>